Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So it all started with IU Health. They said you have to be vaccinated. And 125 employees have now said no thanks. They have now said no thanks. The question is, are we better off? Is IU Health better off? Is Central Indiana better off? Is Indiana better off? Are we all better? Are, are, are the doctors better? The nurses better? The administration staff? What about the patients? This is the question. You, you set a mandate. You decided that it was all or nothing. The people called your bluff. 125 workers. This is being equated to, I think it was like 60 some odd, 61 full-time employees. So now the question is, are we better off? And I really do think that question has to be asked to the top people at IU Health. And an answer has to be given. We have a nursing shortage. We know this. They're going to places where they can make far more money. I have, I'm not angry with them at all. We have hospitals that are loading up with people, and some people have been saying, oh, they're quitting when we need them most. That's not it. They have decided to leave because you put on them something that they believe is onerous. You put on them a mandate for something that doesn't necessarily make it better. It might be better for them. I think the data shows that. This is a very honest conversation that we have to have here. And one that isn't happening. People who are vaccinated still spread COVID. So what's the argument here? Well, the argument is maybe if they're vaccinated, they'll be spending less time out of work, which is a rational and logical conversation. However, by forcing them into it, they're not coming back to work at all. So you didn't get what you wanted to begin with. We should be asking whether or not it is worth it. Or are we not allowed to ask questions once again, proving Nicki Minaj right? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833 got Tony. That's the number. 833-468-8669. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, at Tony Katz. Let me give you this. This is a story that's over there at Wish TV. Study shows natural immunity is seven times more effective than Pfizer vaccine. Well, we've been hearing this story. Seven times, 13 times, 26 times, depending on, uh, on, on studies, I think, that are out of Israel uh, that, that you look at. Now, I don't know which one it will end up being. But let's make the claim this way for the sake of this conversation, guys. Natural immunity is equivalent to the vaccine. Why is there no consideration made for that? You don't know that, Producer Ari. Not only do you not know that, I don't believe you have a single data point to show that. Well, if I was to tell you the options were to purposefully get the infection or to get the vaccine, it feels like one of those is more risky. We're not engaging in a conversation of purposefully. We're engaging in the idea that it may happen. We also have to accept the fact that 99% of people survive COVID. You may not want to take the risk. And for that... 
you have a vaccine at your disposal and no argument from me. I am not one of the people who's going to chastise you for doing so. But now you're saying that other people are taking an unacceptable risk, and the answer is they're only taking a risk to themselves if we believe it's a risk when 99% of people survive it. So now let's get back to my question. If natural immunity and the vaccine offer the same protection, why is there no consideration given to the people with natural immunity? My mother just got her blood work back. My mother is 74. And my, my parents just moved to Florida. And I don't know if it was moving to Florida or whatever has happened. They have now decided that they are the two oldest people in the world. Every time I talk to them, well, I went to see this doctor and I got this problem. I went to do that thing. And some things, my, my mother's 74, my father's 83. There are going to be things that happen. And yes, if you're constantly in some level of pain, I mean, that's all you, that's all you can talk about. If you want one of the great examples of this, uh, take a look at, uh, at the first season of The Sopranos. And uh, Tony's boss, was it Jackie? Was it Jackie April? No, Jackie was the other guy. I forget the guy who was in charge. Of the family before Tony became in charge of the family in the fight with Junior Soprano. Well, the the, the head of the family is in the hospital. Oh, I'm gonna. It's, it's a little bit of cancer. It's nothing. I'm gonna beat this thing and destroy this thing. We're doing business. We're talking this. Tony goes to visit him like a month later, and all he can do is why isn't the morphine working? And where's the nurse with this? And he can't think about anything else. He can't focus on anything else. That happens. That's real. It's like when you have the flu or when you have a cold, you're just like, oh, this sucks because it's keeping you from from thinking clearly and doing other things. I, I, I absolutely positively get that. But I just want I, I want my parents to remember they're alive and well and still have each other after 51 years of marriage. Life is good. Go out there and enjoy yourself. That's what I want for them. But my mother got blood work back. And what does it show uh, that she had COVID, which we knew? She still has the antibodies. Does my mother have to get vaccinated? Now, I'm not discussing my mother's vaccination status. I won't do that. But let's call it your mother. Let's call it any mom. Let's call it mom X. As opposed to mom triple X, which you can only find online. And trust me, don't go to that site. What the hell? Does mom have to get vaccinated? My answer is no. And mom should be able to say, natural immunity, leave me be. And if there is a medical organization or a business organization that doesn't want to accept that, the question is, why are they denying science? This is a rational point of view. So of the 125 people who quit IU Health, do we have a knowledge of whether or not any of them had a natural immunity? Or was the necessity to force vaccines so great that science didn't matter? Now, this is not me saying it in an accusatory way, but this is me asking the question the way journalists should be asking this question. And they should be asking the question, especially when we've got the studies that are starting to show that people who have been previously infected with COVID-19 show longer and stronger protection against the virus compared to those who received the two-dose Pfizer vaccine regimen. Now let's take it to another doctor right here in India, Indianapolis from Community Health Network. Their point of view is vaccinating children is not going to stop the pandemic.
It may prevent other people from being hospitalized, but it's not going to end the pandemic at all. It will have zero impact. The only way to stop the pandemic is to vaccinate adults. Right now in my hospital, I have 200 hospitalized. They are all adults. Hold on a second, doctor. If you want to argue it will stop an overcrowding in hospitals, that might be a logical conversation. But to say that to say that it'll stop the pandemic is not true. So we shouldn't say such a thing. We should say that if more people are vaccinated, we will lessen the number of people in hospitals, thus lightening the load and the pressure on hospitals all across the country. And then people can take that information and go, okay, that's a cogent argument. You can then agree, disagree, discuss those things. To say that it will end the vaccine, that's false. But the doctor makes another point, that there is no need for children under the age of 12 to be vaccinated. The push to get them vaccinated is overblown. Kids are more likely to drown than die from COVID-19. That's a data point. Is that true? That's where this doctor's saying. And when we take a look at the number of kids who have died of COVID nationwide, we have more kids shot in Chicago than dying from COVID at the latest count. We need to be discussing whether these things work. How about the discussion of comorbidities within this conversation? If the Biden administration wants to force a vaccine mandate upon you, if they want to say vaccinate or else, if they want to go down the line as President Biden is doing of attacking governors for being opposed to mandates, and a whole series of steps I propose to protect our kids in schools. Wall Street firms have analyzed the impact of these plans, and they're projecting that these new requirements will help 12 million more Americans get vaccinated, which will help more businesses stay open and more Americans back to work. The data shows that the overwhelming majority of Americans agree with my proposal. <clears throat> That's there's no surprise given that 76% of American adults have already gotten at least one shot. But, but we're facing a lot of pushback, especially from some of the Republican governors. The governors of Florida and Texas are doing everything they can to undermine the life-saving requirements that I propose. It is not the case. But let's make the argument for the sake of this conversation that it is. We can clearly see that there is a connection between those who die of COVID and comorbidities like obesity. So the question is, will Joe Biden place a ban, a mandate that we no longer serve cheeseburgers in the United States? I dare those people who favor forced vaccination to show me a difference. It is... It is clear. Wait a second. Wait a second. There are plenty of people who get COVID producer. Ari COVID said, uh, uh, Ari said COVID is not, uh, you know, obesity is not contagious, but COVID is. That's his argument. I but was there playing are plenty devil's of advocate. People. Oh, I know you're playing devil's advocate, man. I'm, I'm with you. You're doing a great job. Finally, doing your job on this show. People are proud of you, <laughs> oh producer Ari. That COVID is contagious is inconsequential the question is whether or not it's deadly
And the only reason, I shouldn't say the only reason, but one of the clear reasons that it is deadly is because people who are obese have serious issues fighting it. So if we stopped obesity, we would stop COVID being deadly. That does, I mean... Ha! That's not a terrible argument. It's an awful argument. Are you effing insane? I mean, you're not wrong. It's ridiculous. It's madness. The idea... I got to stop yelling. I got to stop yelling. I am making the point that we can go down any road you want to go where we somehow say that these mandates have value. They, the people who push the mandates, refuse to go down the other roads and want to attack you and discount you and discredit you and insult you and shame you for engaging in a rational conversation. The argument, of course, is bunk because we shouldn't have these mandates to begin with. The mandate is the problem. The mandate is the fundamental issue. You, you prove things through science. You prove things through persuasion, not through force. I put forth to you that I, you... And the IU health uh, world is not better off because 125 people quit. As a matter of fact, I'm wondering whether or not they're worse off. And if you can have a mandate to a vaccine and not even consider the fact that natural immunity is better, well, then you have to do more than just force the vaccine. You have to force all the things that will make sure the vaccine keeps people alive. And that includes ending obesity. And that not only means not allowing cheeseburgers to be sold in the United States, there has to be forced treadmill time. Forced treadmill time. You have to have a video camera set up by the government and it has to show you on a treadmill and you have to have your, 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 your thumb getting your heart rate monitored so they know how to adjust the speed so you're really working out. Not because I said so, but because they say so. The, people, the, the idea that we're going to somehow give everyone the vaccine and end this thing, that's not true either. This thing is with us for forever, forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. It's not going to go away. It's here. It's part of our lives. It's part of your kids' lives. It's part of your grandkids' lives. That's the way it is. Even if your grandkids aren't born yet, it's part of their lives. And if all of this is really about health, if all of this is truly about health, can you explain to me why it's being reported by ESPN? that NBA players won't be required to get COVID-19 vaccinations. Because the NBA and the Players Association are negotiating aspects of protocols. What's the matter? Basketball players can't spread COVID? They're going to get exempted because they're part of a union? That's not science. So where is Joe Biden to go after the unions for being anti-science and anti-American and not keeping people safe? I want to see Joe Biden... In a, in, a, in a gown with a, with a needle, running around giving NBA players shots. Let's go. There's a lot of messed up here. And everywhere you take the conversation, it isn't the slippery slope. It is the natural progression of what it is they are saying.
and the clear analysis that shows that science is nowhere a part of it. And that's miserable. I'm not so sure science was the conversation with IU Health. You could argue that health professionals need to be vaccinated so they can get back to work. But you just lost 125 people, so the question is, was it worth it? Man, I really would like the answer to that question. I'm Tony Katz. Guys, all my problems are over. All my problems are over, and uh, clearly I don't have to show up for radio anymore. I can, I, I can end the career right here, right now, producer Ari. All my problems are over because I have received an email. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It is from Bartholomew Akakpo. Is that a family name? I'm not so sure. The email address is elizabethcharles2011 at gmail.com. In case you want to send an email back. elizabethcharles2011 at gmail.com. You want to hear the the, the email, producer Ari? Well, I mean, you've led me into this. Of course I want to hear it. Good day, dear friend. My name is Bartholomew. B-A-R-T-H-O-L-O-M-I-E-U. Okay. Is this about to ask for money? I'm the senior partner at Bartholomew a Kakpo and associate law firm based in Togo Republic. I want us to claim the sum of $10,950,777. Oh my God. Dude, from, I just got the same email. What? No, dead serious. From BTCI Bank Loam Togo security company you get 40 percent of the total amount wait a second we were this to- is my deal producer Ari. i tell you it's the same email you don't get this deal bartholomew and me go way back to at least five minutes ago we're cutting you out dude we worked you <laughs> i will cut you we work together and there will be success at the end reply for more details so if you would like in on this deal elizabeth charles 2011 at gmail.com we laugh at these things, but you know people fall for this, and they lose their life savings. It is awful. I only hope we can find Bartholomew Akakpo, Elizabeth Charles, 2011 at gmail.com, and I seriously, seriously hope they get a venereal disease. Tony. Oh, no, no, no. It should hurt standing up or sitting down. It should hurt every way possible. Just so graphic. And for years. And for years. And doctors should treat them because that's what doctors have to do, but then laugh at the pain. No? I'm saying yes. This is Tony Katz today. So China putting warships in international waters off Alaska. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. This is the People's Liberation Army. Never has a title for a military been so uh, poorly named. (laughs) But, you know, propagandists going to propagandize. U.S. Coast Guard. uh, Seeing this at the end of August. 
But not the photos didn't get out until this week. There were three Chinese vessels photographed from uh, the Berthoff, which is a U.S. Coast Guard cutter. And you even had uh, the cutter's captain communicating with one of the Chinese vessels. Now, in international waters, less bothers me. But according to the reporting, they were 46 miles off the Aleutian Island coast. Uh, The ships were within the U.S. exclusive economic zone. They followed international laws and norms and at no point entered U.S. territorial waters. So this is different than when Russia tries to uh, buzz one of our signals planes or or come close uh, with with uh, hardware like, like like submarines. But this is something to note. Something to pay attention to and and the the reason for this has to do with whether or not there is a real feel that the US is weak and there's an opportunity to just push the envelope a little. See where it goes. This is the conversation about Taiwan. When you watch how the United States, meaning the Biden administration, dealt with with uh, Afghanistan and this withdrawal, which was, of course, devastating. Doesn't matter how many people lie about it. And Anthony Blinken's um, defense or, or statements in front of the House, in front of the Senate, uh, did not make things better. Did not make anything better. What it showed Taiwan is that we may not be safe because we don't believe that we can have faith in the United States to back us up. Meanwhile, North Korea is testing missiles. They've tested a long-range cruise missile. North Korean officials through their, their propaganda agency They put out an article by an analyst criticizing the United States for stirring trouble with China as a result of diplomatic and military moves perceived as defying um, an understanding on the status of Taipei, meaning Taiwan. So now you've got North Korea saying, hey, how can we further align ourselves with china because there's nothing to align yourself with with the united states and this guy uh joe biden and we can keep getting you know food because that's what it's all about for them that's what they need they need the money so can they be a problem also worth noting china has entered taiwan air defense zones This happening the day after Taiwan announced a $9 billion boost to military spending to counter the threat from China. You understand that the conversation is that China believes that Taiwan is part of China and on the one China policy. And they don't appreciate Taiwan uh, thinking they are, of, uh, are they, they are of their own devices. So you have this happen. This isn't the first time it's happened. They've been entering the airspace. This is meant absolutely to create fear, and eventually it will lead to forces walking into Taipei. 
All of this is not because Joe Biden is in office. This is what China wanted for from the beginning. This was the idea of China 2025. This is part of the idea of the Belt and Road Initiative. This goes back to President Xi Jinping in 2013. And about how, uh, you know, the, the, the plan was to be able to amass power in a, a series of places, economic, uh, political, uh, security, etc. All meant to challenge uh, United States power. When you see the investments from China in Africa, this is all about trying to have influence. And a lot of what that is is the getting of raw minerals. You see this in South America, for example, with soybeans. The last thing China wants to do is be dependent on the United States for soybean purchases. And farmer, farmers are fully aware of this. Farmers are fully aware that if you can still sell soybeans to China, that's great. But the time will come when that's over. That is over. You take a look at the amount of investment that's going on in the places that it's going on. Here, this is uh, investment from China uh, in, in, in South Africa. Imports from China, 4.3% of, of GDP. Egypt, imports from China, 4.9% of GDP. In Kazakhstan, 7.3%. Mongolia, it's not surprising, 11.9%. But how about Laos and Thailand and Cambodia? This is what we're seeing, how they are trying to build up the area. And it goes into Ukraine and Hungary and Romania, Poland, the Czech Republic, something that absolutely has to be checked by the United States. None of that is because Joe Biden is in office. The military aggression is because Joe Biden has failed us. There's the difference. Tony, didn't we see military aggression uh, when Trump was in office from China? You don't remember it, do you? You saw no military aggression when it came to Taiwan. You saw no military aggression when it came uh, to China and the South China Sea. Ari brings up Hong Kong. The difference would be that was within the borders of China. I'm talking about outside. I'm talking about uh, a, a, a world hegemony play here. I won't argue that you didn't see violence from China and Hong Kong and the Uyghur Muslims. Never mind seeing China say, hey, yeah, we got a virus. Let's not tell anybody. I'm talking about these moves. These constant, constant moves that you're seeing. How about the idea of, of fishing in, in the uh, South China Sea where you have these massive Chinese trawlers moving these Filipinos and their fishing boats right out, running right over them and literally scraping 
the ocean floor. So there's an example of where you saw it in, in, in some degree. Now you see it clear as day. They've been making these investments, making these pushes, and now they're trying to play a little tough. Because they don't believe they've got anybody who's going to push back against them. Something to keep the eye on. Let's take it over to California. You have Gavin Newsom surviving the recall election with over 60% of the vote. I mean, he survived it well. Don't, don't deny it. Problems absolutely positively in terms of people being told they already voted when they didn't. But you got, you got to go prove that stuff. You got to keep fighting that stuff. I, I, I know I have California friends who are like, stop telling us to leave California. We're not giving up. Sure. You be you. But I disagree with that assessment greatly. California has to fall. It's the only way. It's the only way. Damn. What? There's no other way, Ari. There's I, no other way. All right. We're, we're past the point of, of, of debate on this. The people have spoken. Gavin Newsom forced you and your kids to wear a mask, and he parties at French Laundry. And 60% of people said, cool by us. The next day, he wins. Uh, he, he survives the recall. The next day, Los Angeles County issues a health order requiring proof of vaccination for indoor bars, wineries, breweries, nightclubs, and lounges. You also have to have proof of, vac- proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test for the Dodgers, the Rams, and the Chargers. Literally the next day. They were all waiting. Proving that it's not about science. Proving that it's all about politics and what they can get away with. I will tell you, I continue to be stunned and amazed at this. Because the question is, what do they gain? And you could say to me, they gain control. And my answer is, what do they then do with it? What is it that they want? And the only thing I have come to came from... When Joe Biden said that we have to do this and mandate vaccines via the Department of Labor through OSHA, the Occupation, uh, Occupational Safety and Health Administration, we have to do this. And when you saw that move, you realized that conversations we had been having about public health were coming true. If you can decide that a vaccine can be mandated for the public health, well, you can do anything for public health. Absolutely, positively, anything for the public health. Let me give you an example of this. Speaker Pelosi talking about the infrastructure bill. The person who appointed those three justices with uh, the way he did a year or two ago. The, um, and the climate is, uh, see, the, with the climate issue right now, just may put this in context, right now we're in a, a place where the Senate has passed a bill on infrastructure, and everybody's making a big fuss. Oh, they passed an infrastructure bill. We have to do it, roads and bridges and blah, 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 and we do. But it makes not much of a nod 
to the climate crisis in it. It could have been written maybe 50 years ago or 60 or 70. And what we want to do is in our reconciliation bill, it's more on the subject you ever want to know in your life, just reject it then or forget about it after I'm finished or before. And then we're doing the reconciliation bill. And so we can't really amend their bill because it was bipartisan and it's a good thing. And it's a triumph for the president that he got a bipartisan bill. But, but we have to have much more on climate in the reconciliation bill. And if they can't get it through the $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill, which Joe Manchin is not on board for, the senator from West Virginia, he actually had a meeting with President Biden in the White House. Whatever arm twisting happened didn't work. They'll decide climate change or it's a public health issue. Like racism is a public health issue. Well, if it's a public health issue, they don't have to worry about the elected representatives of the people. They can use non-elected bureaucrats via agencies that you cannot fight to implement their desires. This is a serious, serious issue. The control factor is actually part and parcel of, I was going to say secondary, but maybe not. But it's, it's not the first thing. The first thing is not having control. The first thing is we have these ideological fantasies and ideological desires. We must get them implemented. We've decided that the science is settled. And in order to do it, because you people won't let us do what we want, we'll then have to find a way to do what we want. We can't get Americans on board with green. We've tried and tried and tried. We've talked about climate. We've talked about climate. We've talked about climate. They won't get on board with it. But oh my gosh, look what we were able to do for the public health. Boom, that's the way we do it. And that's why racism is part of public health. And now a Green New Deal is part of public health. Guns are part of public health. Because with public health, we can move forward on the ideological desire. We happen to end up controlling you. That's where I think the difference is. That the objective top line is not actually about control. It is about these ideological fetishes. But in order to get them implemented, it has to invariably lead to the control of the people and the, the absolute eradication of their rights and their ability to speak out. It must, by definition. And that's where we're at. They didn't do move the mask mandate because it would have hurt their guy. If Los Angeles had done this five days ago before the, the recall, it would have hurt their guy from staying in power. And they had to have the power to move these, these ideological rigidness forward. So they were happy to not only lie to Californians, but to let them die if this is all so important in order to win elections. The ideology before the humanity... And then the control comes with it. I'm Tony Katz. Keep your eyes open over the weekend for the what's going on on the border. Thousands of people under this bridge. In Texas, thousands and thousands of people, I think it's it's the International Bridge in Del Rio, Texas, because we're no longer deporting people, 
they're just there. And the FAA banning drones from being flown over the bridge, deciding it's a special security reason? No, no, they don't want you and me seeing what's happening and what Joe Biden has done to the southern border. They don't want us witnessing it. We shouldn't have the right to know. We should just take it. Texas Governor Greg Abbott ordered six points of entry along the southern border to be shut down. He's absolutely right. And this is going to lead to a real fight between Texas and the federal government. The problem is, is that the the governor has an argument about safety and security and cost. The federal government has an argument that immigration policy is the purview of the president of the United States. This is going to get really ugly. This is what happens when you've got people in power who don't actually care about you. If they cared about you, they wouldn't allow this to happen. And where's Representative Ocasio-Cortez to cry? Why does she hate black and brown children so much that she's not down there crying for them? Oh, so hateful she is. Facebook Tony Katz Radio. I believe she's hateful, by the way. Monday, everyone. Take care.